Well, good morning again. Let's look into the Word of God today, and I'm going to give you the title. And when you hear this title, you're going to think, hmm, pastor's going to talk about that? The title of today's message is, Me, Myself, and I. Well, I didn't think we were ever supposed to focus on me, myself, and I. Well, we are supposed to focus. Did you know that every other relationship you have depends upon your relationship with yourself? Of course, starting with God. You cannot be in right relationship with anybody else. And the key word is right or healthy relationship with anybody else if you're not in relationship first with God and you're guarding, protecting, and growing that relationship every single day because God is a God of relationships. The first thing he did when he saw that Adam was alone, back in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, he looked upon that situation, he saw Adam was alone, and he said, it is not good that man be alone. God established the pattern and the, the if you will, um, uh, uh, mechanism or vehicle for every single human being to be healthy and to be whole and its relationships. Now, of course, relationship with God is first. Of course it is. It all starts there. Then, which is what I want to talk about a lot today, is the relationship with self. Me, myself, and I. Then relationships with others, and that's every other and I said last Sunday, if you're married, that's, that first other is your spouse. <clears throat> if you're not married, but you have children, the next others are your children. Um, and, and on and on, and every other relationship goes. Family relationships, uh, neighbors, co-workers, casual, uh, all these various types of relationships that involve these different t uh, types of love that we talked about last Sunday also. And then relationship with the rest of creation Relationship with your career, with your business, with your house, with your car, with your education, with your money. And you got to have right relationship with money in order to walk in the blessing of God and not have money become your God, if you will. And that's a whole nother sermon for another time. And you know, here's the thing. Nobody likes to admit that they have a relationship problem. Nobody wants to admit that. And so many relationships remain broken, crippled, obligated. Man, you know, if we, if we would just look at some of the relationships we have and start right there. How many relationships do you have in your life and you, you only have them because you feel obligated? Not healthy. Not healthy for either party. <clears throat> Nobody likes to admit it. But we all have relationship issues. Life is about relationships. Working on them, improving them, restoring them, making them stronger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me just say this. I believe all the face masks that we're wearing are only an outward expression reflecting an inward condition. Oh, people have worn masks on the inside. For many, many, many years. All this pandemic did was give us a visual. But I will say this. I'll give you one positive. There may not be more than one. But one positive from wearing a face mask out in public. You can no longer just smile at somebody as a greeting. 
I'm grinning from ear to ear right now. You can no longer just smile at somebody to greet them, to, to deposit a little blessing to them. you got to open up your mouth and speak that blessing. And how much more powerful a spoken word of blessing is to people. So there's one little positive from wearing a mask. Now, I said this last Sunday, all the, I believe all the crises in the world can be reduced to one thing. The breakdown of relationships. What's happening in the, in, in, with Israel, the Palestinian-Israeli thing, it's a breakdown of relationship. One believes this, the other one believes that, one accuses that one, the other one. It's a breakdown of relationship causing that. The problem in our Congress is a breakdown of relationship. If you have problems in your marriage, it's a breakdown of relationship. There's a problem in your business, it's a, it, you can trace it to a breakdown of, some, of a relationship somewhere. Problem in your education, it's a breakdown of your relationship, your understanding of, and your relationship with your own education. Problem in your finances, on and on it goes. Problem in your health, a breakdown of relationship. Now, if anybody listening to me today is of the philosophy that all truth is relative, you won't get much at all out of this message. You certainly won't agree with me. Because I'm from the philosophy that there's something called absolute truth. Absolute truth which rests in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. His words are absolute truth, and they are spirit, and they are life. And you see, it is only absolute truth that has the power to set people free and keep them free. The problem in America today is that we've become a society that believes there is his truth, her truth, your truth, and my truth. And all of the above claim that their truth is the truth. And some, some of these people have great power over the hearts and minds of everyone else, if you will. Cancel culture is a real thing. It is contrary to a free society. Just saying. It is contrary to a truth-based society. And, and America, unfortunately, is now being governed, governed by way too many people who have exchanged the truth of God for lies. As Paul talks about in the first chapter of Romans. We are informed today by way too many talking heads that are merely giving us their truth and not the truth. And let me just say right here, stop pursuing more information and pursue more truth. I said stop pursuing Maybe I should say mere information and pursue the truth. Because let me just say, people have died and are dying for what they believe to be true. People starve themselves over what they believe to be true. People steal and rob over what they believe to be true. People lie over what they believe to be true. People divorce 
over what they believe to be true. People abandon their faith over what they believe to be true. And as I see statistics coming from those who study faith in America post-pandemic and then in the pandemic, it's very disheartening how many people have abandoned, not just attending church, but abandoned their faith. That great falling away, Scripture foretells, we're in it now, it's happening now. Whatever you do, my friend, don't die for a lie. I said, don't die for a lie. It would be beyond tragic for this great republic called America to die for a lie. I hate to tell you that some of our institutions have already died for a lie. More and more are on life support, if you will. There's a mandate from heaven. I I know I'm not the only one that senses this stirring in our spirits. A mandate from heaven handed down, being handed down in this time to all of the saints of God. And it's a one word instruction. It's a one word command from our commander in chief. It's a one word mandate. And it's a short little four letter word. And the word is pray. Church, pray. If you care about freedom, pray. If you care about the destiny and the future of your own family, of your children, your grandchildren, pray. Prayer is no longer an option in the American church. Pray, pray, and pray some more. And keep on praying. That's the mandate I hear when I hear the news and I see what's unraveling and happening almost daily around the world. But let's move on. I mentioned to you that as soon as, as soon as God saw Adam, he said it's not good for man to be alone. Then as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, that beautiful relationship that he established with Adam was broken. But God, because he's a God of relationship, in, immediately initiated the plan to restore relationship to man. You know something? Here, here's a... Here's a novel thought, but it's true. The God of all creation wants to spend time with you. Wow. He always has time for you. He even enjoys your company. Now, I know some of y'all. Anyway, he enjoys your company. He enjoys my company. He longs for time to spend with me because he's a God of relationship and I want to focus today on relationship with me myself and I because that determines the quality of every other relationship you have and I help a healthy relationship with myself starts in what Proverbs 23 7 says and it says this whatever a man thinks in his heart so is he Whatever a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Is that too hard to understand? No, but let me give you the meaning of the word think as it's used in the original text, which is from the Hebrew, from that verse, Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks in his heart. Think means this, to split or to open. Think there means this, the place of access. 
So God is not saying whatever we think. He's starting by saying whatever we give access to, whatever we give our mind access to, that then causes thinking to occur. I'll let that sink in for a minute. That, he's not really saying that which is thought, but that which is allowed in to cause the thinking. You form your thoughts and your thinking around information, around knowledge, around data, around facts, if you will. Here's the process. I'll give it to you in four quick steps. Number one, you open your mind to some form of information. As a man thinks, as a man, whatever you open your mind to. So, again, this is the process for thinking. You open your mind. You open your mind to give access to some form of information. Then you wrap your thinking and your thoughts around that information. Then you form your beliefs and your values. Here's where emotions and feelings come in. And number four, then you act upon it. It becomes your truth and you make choices accordingly. So, what is the process of thinking? You open your mind to something. You open your mind to some information. And you know, any more in the, in the age we live in now, you know what is opening our mind even more than verbal or printed information or something we read or hear? Visual. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, this TikTok. Talk, 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 whatever. I don't. Uh, visual images open our open your minds to to think to start thinking a certain way. Nothing even spoken. Nothing that you read or heard. Everything is now visual. And like I said, visual, you could say about visual, most of the visual that is internet driven visual is virtual. You go back and listen to last Sunday's message. And virtual is not real. I gave you that definition. It's powerful. But then it says, but it's not actually. It's not actual. Meaning it's not real. So you open your mind. Then you wrap your thinking and your thoughts around whatever that visual or that information was. You start forming beliefs, convictions, values. Here's where and your emotions and your feelings come in at this point. And then you act upon it. You make your choices accordingly. You make decisions accordingly. So whatever you let into your mind to form your thoughts, whatever you give your mind access to. You've heard it said that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's a lie. The way to a man's heart is through his mind. Actually, the way to every heart is through the mind. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. You'll see this on the screen starting in verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And you know, let me just pause right there. I am also thankful that due to the pandemic age we're living in, revelation from God's word has just been just just crazy fresh for me and I know I'm not the only one if we begin to read these things I said there's one positive from the pandemic wearing masks well I just thought of a second one reading and receiving scripture through the filter of this pandemic it changes meaning 
It, 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 it's, more, it's more personal and more, almost more literal than ever before. In this pandemic, to read, do not be anxious about anything, that has to mean more to you than pre-pandemic. It has to mean more, and it does. In every situation, well, this is certainly a situation that's been going on for a long time. What? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, verse 7, which transcends all understanding. Look at this. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Guard what you think, what you allow into to, to cause your thinking and to form your values and to form your beliefs and your convictions and the standards of life that you live by. And then verse 8, finally. Now, when you see the word finally at the beginning of a sentence, you better get what came in front of that first. And if you don't get what came in front of that, you can't just jump on because we love this verse and we quote it often all by itself. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. But see, if you're not starting with, in every situation, you're walking in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You know what I've been doing a lot lately? I've been thanking God for the people in my life I know who are not thankful. I've been saying, Lord, I'm going to stand in the gap for this one, that one, this one, that one, this one. You have blessed them. They are healthy. They have a paycheck every week. They're doing fine in life, but they're not thankful to you for it. Please forgive them, and I'm going to thank you for them. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the only one that wants to get a hold of that. I'm going to thank you for them. Whatever is true, oh, 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 verse 7 again, the peace of God then comes. As you walk in prayer and petition and thanksgiving, peace comes. It transcends all understanding. You can't explain it. You can't figure it out. Peace comes. And it will guard your heart, your mind, your feelings, your thinking, your thinking, your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then, again, in order, look at this. First, finally then, brothers and sisters, whatever's true. I said at the onset of this message, stop pursuing information, but pursue truth. And make no apology for truth. Folks, we, we, nobody needs another opinion. Not one more opinion about COVID-19, about anything. Nobody needs your suggestion or mine. But everybody needs truth. Only truth can set you free. Information can't set you free. Facts and figures and statistics can't set you free. Doctrines of some certain church can't set you free. Only the truth who is embodied in Christ Jesus Capital T, truth, personified in Jesus. Whatever's true, start there and think on that. Look at the next one. Whatever's noble, whatever's right. Man, if it's right, think on that. Meditate upon that. Whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, think about these kinds of things. So that your heart and your mind, you, in doing that, you guard your heart and your mind, from opinions, from accusations, from suggestions, again, from the talking heads and even the imagery that flashes before us, sometimes without any doing of our own. 
guarding your heart and your mind. Because I'm here to tell you today, my friend, whether you have joy or not, starts with a thought. It starts with a thought. Whether you have healing or not, starts with a thought. Whether there's peace, there's a thought. Before there is pride, there's a thought. Before there is a sin, there's a thought. Before there's a murder, there's a thought. Before there is a word, there's a thought. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mind, the mouth speaks. Before there's a word, there's a thought. Before there's a promise, there's a thought. Before there's a dream, there's a thought. Before there is a feeling or an emotion, there's a thought. You see, the fountain that you drink from flows from your own mind. Whether you're drinking bitter water or sweet water today depends on the fountain flowing from your own thought life. All, all depending on what you give your mind access to. See, I'm, I'm talking about for a reason taking care of me, myself, and I. And it all starts in the mind, in your thought life. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Why? For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. Heart here is mind, where, where the thinking happens. For everything you do flows from it. Some translations use that, that phrase I just spoke of, out of the abundance of the heart, out of the heart flow the issues, flow the, is your life flow, if you will. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is the mind. We just read it everywhere. We, uh, everything we do flows from our heart, from our mind, from our thoughts. And you know what? God is our example for this truth. He is basically telling us how he operates. Now to get that, we got to get a King James moment. Here you go. Jeremiah 29, 11. This is God. For I know the thoughts. Look at that with God. It starts with a thought. He has a thought that he thinks toward you. And then look, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected in to give you something, to give you the promise, to give you the answer to your prayer, to give you the end expected based on your prayer and your petition and your request to him. God says, this. I'm, I'm telling you how to do it because it's how I operate. It starts with me, with a thought toward you. A thought toward you. No wonder King David wrote extensively, extensively in the Psalms about meditating upon the word of God. Hiding the word of God in our thoughts, in our minds. Let's read just a few of those verses in Psalm 119, starting in verse 97. Oh, how I love your law, your word. I meditate on it all day long. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are right, whatever things are just, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are admirable. Think upon these things every single day. Because again, you're forming your belief system. You're forming your truth. And again, whatever you do, don't die for a lie. Don't ever die for a lie. And you know, let me just give you my simple definition of meditation. 
some, some people can read the word meditation and get like, ooh, meditation. It's a little weird. It's new age. It's like mystical. Meditation just means this. This is my definition. Meditation is this. Focused thinking. Focused thinking. Now, you won't find that in Webster's or Dictionary.com. That's my definition. I'm giving you the, the Pastor Calvin definition right there. Focused thinking. That's all meditation is. Focused thinking. Now, 119, Psalm 119, verse 98. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. How are the commands of God always with you? You're thinking on His Word every single day. Of course, you're receiving it here, of course. And then you dwell upon it. You mull it over. You repeat it back to yourself. <clears throat> I have more insight. Look what comes than all my teachers in verse 99. For I meditate on your statutes. Now, law, statutes, commands, all means just God's Word. Next verse, I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your word, your precepts, your teaching. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Your lamp, I mean your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And he started that, that discussion with, oh how I love your word, I meditate on it all day long. Folks, because here's the bottom line. It's not what I'm telling you that controls your life. It's not even what God is telling you that controls your life. It's not what the devil is telling you that controls your life either. It's what you are telling you that controls your life. That's why the psalmist said, Your word, your word, O Lord, your promises, your commands, your precepts, your instructions, your wisdom... Your words have I hid in my heart, in my mind, that I might not sin. Let the meditations of my heart, of my mind, and the words of my mouth both be acceptable unto you, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. The Apostle Paul speaks of it like this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Set your thinking and your thoughts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And he repeats it. Set your minds, he says in verse 2, on things above, not on earthly things. Folks, if ever we're in, in a time, I believe until Jesus comes, that we've got to set our minds, our thoughts, and our thinking on things above and not on earthly things. This is the time. Fix your mind, fix your thoughts, fix your imaginations, fix your feelings on things above, for things above are eternal. Things above are not temporary. Hide His Word in your mind. Meditate on His words as they are spirit and they are life. Let no evil word come out of your mouth. Speak His Word, speak blessings, speak faith. And I promise you, no, God promises you, your answer will come. You will be healed. You will be restored. You will be filled. Hallelujah. And it all starts with thinking on things that are eternal. Meditating upon the Word of God. Guarding. As a man thinks in his heart. Remember, think means letting something in. 
What is it you've let in to your mind to cause that thinking? Hopefully it's not stinking thinking. It all depends on what you've let in. Romans 8 verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh. Because here's the flip side of, of this thing of walking in the word and meditating on the word. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds, their thinking, set on what the Spirit desires. The mind, the thinking governed by, governed by the flesh is death. Man, that's strong, huh? But the mind, the thinking governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. You see the difference? And it's a pretty, pretty big difference. When our thinking is governed by the Spirit, it's life and peace. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16, the Apostle Paul says this. I'm reading from the Amplified Version for just deeper meaning. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsels and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct Him and give Him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ the Messiah, and we do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. Wow! Who has ever known the mind of Christ? Well, we can by the Holy Spirit. According to 1 Corinthians 2.16, we have the mind of Christ. Folks, I'm here to tell you today, if you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, you have the mind of Christ. I have the feelings and purposes of his heart, his word says. I have the thoughts of his mind. His thoughts can become my thoughts. That is what the Apostle Paul is telling us here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But we have the mind of Christ and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. I don't know, for somebody today, maybe you need to hear this. You cannot go wrong. You cannot pray amiss. Or be contrary to God's will for your life by thinking what he thinks about you. And then saying and praying over yourself what he says and prays over you. Let me just say that again. You cannot go wrong or be contrary to God's will for your life by thinking what he thinks about you. And then speaking, saying, and praying over yourself what he says and prays over you. Mm. Stop allowing the devil to fill your mind with thoughts that do not matter. That are lies. That have no life in them. Loving God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength, and loving my neighbor even as I love and take care of me. That's how Jesus said it. Even as, meaning that has to happen first. I love myself. That's what matters most in this life for us as believers. Everything else proceeds from that. Right relationships come from that. That is the foundation so my friend, you've got to cast down any and all self-talk that is contrary to God talk. I'll say that again. Cast down all self-talk that is contrary to God talk concerning your life. And it all starts with thoughts. Guard the gate in your mind. 
that controls what you think, which leads to what you speak, which leads to what you believe, and of course, which leads to what you do. I don't know about you, but I decided a long time ago, a long time ago, that I will not die for a lie. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 2, <clears throat> starting in verse 2, I beg that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people. Who are those some people? Who think that we live by the standards of this world. Hmm. Some people, the Apostle Paul is saying, he's speaking to a church. Some people in the church think we live by the standards of this world. Man, if that doesn't take on a new meaning, new meaning in the age of COVID-19. Next verse, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. What did I say? I hear the Spirit screaming at the church in these days, in these times. Pray. Pray. It's not an option. It's not just for a few. It's not only for those that connect on Thursday. Although everybody in this room should be connected with us every Thursday. I don't know, just let the Holy Spirit do that in your heart. Because we're praying in agreement together. Pray, pray, pray. Because we do not wage war the way the world does. Now, verse 4, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary... They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish, now look at verse 5, don't miss this. This is about in, in, the, in the mind, in the thinking. We demolish arguments and every pe pretension. Some translations say casting down imaginations, which means thoughts or human reasoning. The Amplified Bible says right here, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. Anything and everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God is truth, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. My friend, I'm telling you, I pray you leave this service today and you begin to turn off some sources of information that you've been listening to. We don't need any more of the world's information. We don't live by the standards of the world. We need more truth. We need truth in everything we see and everything we listen to and everything we read. We need truth. Truth sets us free. Truth keeps us filled with peace. My friend, you, you listen to the just, just headline news or whatever every single day and all the day long and you check it three and four and five times a day. And I'm talking about there are believers, some people I know, living like that. Checking them headlines, they just can't, you know. You're not going to do that and have peace. You're going to be in turmoil. You're going to begin to question even the things of God and the word of God and the promises of God because you've allowed access into your thinking of information from talking heads that is not the truth. Scripture says demolish. Not tolerate it. Not have a little small area for it. Not set it off over here. It says demolish every kind of information 
that sets itself against the truth of God's Word. And do it quickly. Every opinion, every blog, every post, every thought, every other piece of information that sets itself up against the truth must be cast down and demolished without hesitation. And we're in a war, but we don't wage war the way the world does. We're in a war and we're supposed to demolish every argument, every suggestion, even human reasoning. Again, human reasoning is the scripture calls a carnal mind. A carnal mind. And we have the spirit. We have the mind of the spirit, not the mind of the flesh. The mind of the spirit is life and peace. The mind of the flesh leads to death. We just read it. And if anybody's going to hate you, let them hate you because you stand with God and you stand with His truth. That's the only reason folks ought to be hating any of us today. Hello? Because we stand by the truth no matter what. It ain't I said, I think, I thought, I suggest. It's God says. There's no debate. There's no question about that. And daily I'm reading uh, Christians and pastors and movements of the faith. That just grieves me. That are abandoning the Word of God. Abandoning the truths of Scripture. God help us. You don't think we need to pray? We need to pray. If the American church survives and rises up again, we've got to pray across this land like never before. So you see, the first battlefield of this war we're in is the battlefield of your own mind, of your own thought life. When you have victory on that battlefield, you will have victory on every other battlefield. I said, when you get victory there, you'll have victory out here on every other battlefield that you're engaged in, and we're all in this war together. Let me just bring this to a close. All of this is about having right relationship with me, myself, and I. You guard your heart and mind when you think about godly Things whatsoever is pure, true, honest, noble, admirable, lovely. When you cast down, cast down. I like to understand the word cast. Uh, To me, I've always heard the word cast, uh, and it's a fishing word. It's a fishing word. I grew up fishing when I was a child. And my dad and I would go fishing, hunting. We did all that stuff. I grew up fishing. I learned pretty early on what it means to cast well. And to cast, I learned what it means to cast with a standard rod and reel. I understand there are different forms of fishing, but we just fished the old-fashioned way with a reel that had a <laughs> handle on it that you reel in the line. It had a button that you pushed and it put the line into into neutral. It was like the clutch of the reel. And you had to, I mean, cast was not, cast was not, I mean, cast was, I got to get way out there to the middle where the big fish are. And when I would do that, Dad would be like, great, that's a great cast, son. Folks, that's what we're supposed to do with vain imagination and thoughts and information that is contrary to the Word of God. We're to cast it away from us, cast it down, almost like with violence, if you will. No no more tolerating it. We cannot tolerate lies. We've got to stand upon the truth and be heralders, proclaimers of truth. 
We've got to cast it down. Anything that is contrary to the truth of God's word. We're to meditate, focus thinking upon his word. And again, say and pray what he says and prays over you and do it every day. And then I believe you'll have victory. When you get victory here, you're going to have victories out here all around you. Because it all, all starts with my relationship first with God, then my relationship with me, myself, and I. Can we stand together? Father, thank you for the power of your word. Lord, from the pulpit to the front door, back door, and every other door, we can all... We can all say, Holy Spirit, show me things I've thought or am thinking that simply are not true. That aren't true. I want to cast down, cast off, cast out from my own mind thoughts that are not true. I don't want to ever say anything about my life that you don't say. I want to only speak over my life what you speak over my life and my marriage and my children and my family and my living and my retirement and my income and my all other relationships. Lord, we win or lose here in our mind first. And I'm telling you, I know, Father, we're going to continue losing out here with every other relationship if if we don't win here first in our minds and our thought life. So, Lord, Holy Spirit, we invite you to search us now. King David is the one who also said, search me, O God. Search my heart, my mind, my thoughts. See if there be any lie, any wicked, any evil, any misinformation that I'm believing. And I'll cast it out and cast it down. And I will meditate, I will focus my thinking upon what is true, what is noble, what is lovely, what is pure. And all of that, you're the source. The first source of all of that kind of thinking is Jesus. The Word made flesh. The Word alive. Capital W. The Word who is truth. Capital T. Personified in Jesus. Thank you, Father, today. Thank you, Lord. Empower us, Holy Spirit, to take care of ourselves. Get our our own thinking right so that then every other relationship we have can be right. Victories will manifest all around us. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that in, in Christ we have His mind. By the power of the Spirit, I have the mind of Christ. Your word says that. So I don't have to to tolerate stinking thinking anymore. I can think upon your word and what you say about me, what your thoughts towards me. Your thoughts towards me, O God, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. Thoughts of hope, of life, of peace, of blessing. Thoughts to give me an, an outcome, an end, an answer, if you will. That's what you think toward me. Thank you for your thoughts toward me, Father. Fill my thoughts with your thoughts. 
so that my actions will reflect your actions, so that my words will be your words, and I will see life, I will give life to every other relationship I have, because that's what matters most. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today as you're dismissed in and with the presence of the Lord.